about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Aging Shane on the yellow courtesy phone. Oh, hello. Yes, it's me, Shane. Thank you for calling me on my yellow courtesy phone and not my red rude phone. It's very courteous of you. Uh, I am. I am courteous, Manny. I am known for that. Uh, that, that you, thank you. Do you have anything to say? Is this the opening bit? Is this what we're doing? <laughs> I guess so. I guess we're in it. Hi. That was Mandy's f- first opening bit that he led. It wasn't that great, audience. Give him a little standing ovation to clap. Standing wow. ovation comes later. We're, what are you talking about? No, no, I know. It's just the, the same clap file. I'll use it for both to show that okay. the audience appreciates it. I can't go out there finding a new one where they're like, doing like Woo! you know, the thing they do in audiences. There'll, there'll be like one guy that yells like that. Editing Shane, can you clip out that woo-woo and send it to me <laughs> so I can send, set it as Shane's text tone? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll speak for editing, Shane. I think he can do that. Okay. All right. We're welcome to. Do you remember Robotech episode nineteen? What's up? How's it going? It's me, Shane. Hi, it's you, Manny. Hi, it's me, Shane. How are you, Manny? I'm doing good. I'm going to get married right now. Oh, congratulations! Yes. Uh, uh, you have a lucky life partner. Ah, my lucky life partner is me. Manny. Robotech. Yes, is sorry, is Robotech. Is Robotech not Macross? Okay, no, is, Macross you know, is for me. I'm taking. I'm taking Macross. Okay, all right, that, that, that's fine. And it's kind of like when you marry like a twin sisters. Like one of them is like noticeably like little, just like worse personality than the other one. Oh, uh, that you know that's nicer than what I was going to say. I was going to say sloppy <laughs> seconds. Ouch! But, hey, are you get- know, that- do you think out there there are one pair of twins in this world where one of them loves Macross and the one loves Robotech? Surely. Uh, I mean, there's, there's just so many people in the world. So, you know, whatever you say, do you think there's somebody out there in this world? Yes. I'm going to say yes. I would love to meet them. If you know the, the twins of which I was speaking about, te- email us at do you remember Robotech at gmail.com. We'll have them on the show. I'll give them $10 each. Yeah. Come on. That's right. Send me an email. Offer. Tia and Tamara, come on. <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley. If oh, uh, do, do you think Mary? Do you think Mary Kate or Ashley prefers uh, Robotech? Uh, you know, I th- I think they're both Robotech girls. Wow, brutal. Yeah. Ouch. Anti Mary Kate and Ashley. It's, it's the other one. It's the 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 Scarlet Witch sister. That's the one that's into Macross. Scarlet Witch sister. Yeah, isn't isn't she also an Olsen? I don't know enough about the Olsen twins to continue this line of conversation. All right. Right. Let's, let's just jump into it. Uh, this is an episode where stuff happens a little bit, I guess. It's not an episode with any real differences, kind of, but... Uh, no real differences between Macross and Robotech. 
Uh, but you cannot deny stuff happens this episode. I think you're right. That's true. Hard hitting journalism. You cannot deny that stuff happens this episode. Uh huh. You said the whole thing, and then I just completely <laughs> repeated it. And here we are. Let's let's get in. Let's just move on to the segment. Let's uh, uh, let's, let's go in the voice. Are we at the part where we read summaries yet? What's what's going on? No, we got to do the first two bits. What's, so what's, what's this? This, is, this cannot be a ten episode or sorry, a ten minute episode. <laughs> this is this is this has been nearly two ten episodes of, of uh, podcast. Am I am I doing the voice actor thing? Is that is that what yeah. we're doing? Yeah. What's what's the name of it this time? Uh actually, uh, in in my in my document here, in my yeah. voice acting document, uh-huh. uh, this page is titled "The Voice Actor Thing." Ooh, I literally read it when I said it. Do you think we should start adding a soundbite for yours, or do you like it clean? Oh no, I like it clean. You know okay. what I mean? All right. What if I just take you saying "I like it clean" and then like put some like porn music behind it? Uh, you know, or you could do like a, is there like a Mr. Clean sound effect? Like a, really? like a, like a ding. Okay. Yeah. We'll think, I'll think about it. Editing channel, uh, think about it. Uh, the voice actor thing. Uh, Kanjin Crabshura. Have I done him before? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm going to do him today. Uh, I looked him up on behind the voice actors and they spelled it differently from how I've been spelling it. They spelled it Q-U-A-M. Z I N. Uh, I don't know how that's you know that, that spells out Camjin, but okay. Uh, he is voiced by Meguro Kosuke, born January thirty first, nineteen fifty four, and as of time of recording, he is sixty nine years old. Very nice. Nice. Uh, I was looking at his Japanese Wikipedia page, and I saw. Just an interesting little tidbit. He has a large vehicle Type 1 license, which is the equivalent of a CDL to drive, you know, big trucks. I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I just saw that and I thought it was fun because I like those Japanese uh, trucks. Okay. You know, the, the, big, the big transport trucks. They've got like all sorts of lights and shiny bits on them. Love a that. truck Love is that. like in a world where trains don't exist. I would think trucks are cool. But uh, I mean, you know. Uh, trains do exist, but I think trucks are uh, not not like the the uh, not pickup trucks. You know, big trucks. You Have know, you ever trucker seen trucks? Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. That that no. is a, a Stephen King directed and written movie in the eighties, mm-hmm. which is about a diner that is attacked by sentient trucks. Oh, you know, around. I've seen like I've seen a clip of like the trucks circling the diner, and it's very good. The movie. I think there's an explosion. I think there's yeah. an explosion. Movie's great. You uh, love it. Uh, Meguro Kosuke. He, uh, aside from being the official dubbing voice actor for Don Cheadle uh, of Marvel movies fame, you know, uh, War Machine, that guy. That's, I feel like that's very insulting to Don Cheadle, but continue. Uh, well, he, uh, from what I saw, he's only dubbed him in the Marvel movies. Okay, I I just mean saying Don Cheadle of Marvel fame is maybe may, okay, so you actor. want me to say Swordfish? Isn't he in Swordfish? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than saying of Space Jam Two fame. Okay, I didn't even know he was on there. I knew, I knew, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, he also voices a character named Conda in in Super Dimension Fortress Macross. Do you, do you, do you know you familiar with that guy? Yeah, yeah, you know of the Blue Wind Gang, Blue Wind. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, uh, yeah. What else we got here? We got Unicorn Jabu in Saint Seiya. He's one of the guys that wears the armors. 
I don't know anything about Senzaya, but he's on there. Y- Unicorn Jabu? Yes. Nope, I also do not remember anything about him. I couldn't tell you if that's one of the main guys or not. I, I don't think he's one of the main main guys, but he's like a secondary guy. Uh, says here in the document that I wrote up, uh, Super Dimensional Cavalry Southern Cross, a guy named Andrzej Slawski. Uh, we're probably going to see him soon, right? Yeah. I refuse Soon-ish. to think about any of the future ones till we get there. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, have you ever heard of this anime called The Simpsons? Yeah. It's uh, anime, anime Janai, you might say. Anime Janai. Yeah, you're right. That's good. Uh, he voices Smithers and Groundskeeper's Willie. Groundskeeper cool. Willie? Yep. Uh, I, w- I would want to see uh, his South Scottish, American, Japanese, whatever. He- I want to see whatever he's doing. Uh, what else we got? He's... I looked. I looked up the page, and, and he does a lot of of like generic men in suits in a whole bunch of different animes. Cool, like, good gig uh, to have. Yeah, he's he's like authoritative voice of, of man in suit. Not like not like the top guy, but like you know the 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 uh, the lackeys of the top guy. That guy. Uh, he he voices uh, Giuseppe. Uh, Mangano in the 2008 Gogo 13 anime. Uh, I think I think that's like one of his one of his buddies or something. There's a 2008 Gogo 13 anime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I specified it because the other uh, voice actor we're talking about uh, also does Gogo 13, but not the 2008 anime. Oh, the the like the cool original one people like. Not I... the cool original one, but uh, oh, we'll get there. Uh, okay. And and he's gonna reprise. Comjin in the upcoming Macross game. Uh, I think it's called Shooting Insight. The one that's coming up next year. Oh, wow. early next year. That's good. I'm glad he's still he's still getting roles. Still getting roles. Uh, that I, it looked to be that I don't know if they're going to reuse voice clips or something, but it, it looked like he hadn't vo- uh, worked in a couple of years. So. Uh, good for him. Get get your Macross money, buddy. Uh, so that's that's Camjin, but what about Chiron? What you, about Chiron? What about oh, Chiron? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Koske was born in 1954, but but Gregory Snegov was born in June 22nd, 1955. He's a year younger. Keep it up, buddy. Aside from Chiron, he voices uh, the titular Gogol 13 in the 1983 Gogol 13 anime movie. Uh, there was a movie in the 80s, apparently. I didn't know that. Uh, did you tell me you watched Wicked City recently? Yes, I recently watched Wicked City. Okay, so he does the voice uh, of, of Taki, the, the protagonist in Wicked City. Right. Uh, the, the GoGo 13 80s one, that's like the one people care about. That's, oh, is it? That, yeah, that's the one. Uh, about, I thought, I thought people, it was I mean, earlier 70s anime. No, I mean, there might be. I don't I don't think so. I, I've seen the GoGo 13 80s movie. It uh, it rocks. It's great. It's a lot of sex scenes where Gogo 13 is like banging some ladies and he's like so cool that he's just not enjoying it at all. Wow. He's too like, cool he's for like, the ladies. Yes. I mean, they're, they're like, they're having a great time. He's, he's good in bed, but he's just like miserable. He's like staring up at the, at the sky, like so stoic. There's like a weird snake guy. It's, uh, I, I think, I think Wicked City is a little bit too gross for me. 
in, in a way where it's just like basically only about uh, kind of sexual exploitation the whole movie. Uh, Gorgo 13 is uh, still a lot of that, but walks a much finer lines that I, I really in, in not enjoy like those those parts specifically of it, but that you know schlockiness of of like the, yeah the, the the part of it that, that that is the whole right. Not just yes, not just yes. that little part, but the whole. Yeah, I got you. I right, get you. I'm right. following you. Right. I'm, I'm thinking about what you're putting down. Yeah, a gro- like a gross exploitation movie, but a lot of fun. I really enjoy. It. Like if you can handle those elements, I think Go Go Thirteen Professional is a great time for the whole family. That's not true, but it is very fun. Uh there's, there's there's three oh one, one more thing there's like weird early CG in that movie so it's like uh, like, yes, like uh, it, I looked it up and it said it's the first uh, use of CG in a in a commercial theatrical animated release it's awesome maybe it's like the main characters being chased around by like a PlayStation One helicopter it's sick it's so cool oh I love PlayStation One helicopters it's awesome there's so little polygons on it okay yeah, continue <laughs> everyone everyone should uh, not everyone if if you think that sounds interesting you should watch that movie. Uh, Gregory Snegoff uh, also voices Scott Bernard, which is, I guess, somebody we're going to see uh, soon in Robotech Love Live Alive. I don't know what that is. But, we'll find yeah. out. Uh, Robotech The Shadow Chronicles. He voices a character named Locke in Robotech Invasion, the uh, PS2, Xbox, GameCube mm-hmm. Robotech game, but not the associated one, the other one. Uh, let's see here. It said in his Wikipedia page that he voiced, uh, he just, it just lists Mugen, the make your own fighting game, fighting game. <laughs> he's every guy in that. Uh, apparently. Maybe he's Tom Hanks in that. Omega Tom Hanks. Uh, let's <laughs> see here. He voiced a character named Mock in Pocahontas, Princess of the American Indians for 26 episodes. Huh. That sounds bad. That sounds, that sounds like it would be terrible. Uh, he voices... Elijah in animated stories from the Bible. Would you want to see that? No. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. What about... Uh, uh, have you seen the movie Cool World? Uh, that has like animated bits, almost like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of thing? I it has, think like, Brad I Pitt. Yeah, he, he voiced one of the animated characters in that. Uh, let's see what else we got. He voiced... Uh, Zoram, I don't know. I don't know who that is, but it's in the animated book of Mormon. No, uh, sorry, I, I haven't seen Cool World. I checked Letterbox. It's directed by Ralph Bakshi, who did that one movie I told you I liked on this podcast. That's the the racial slur movie. Uh yeah, didn't isn't that the guy that did the uh, Lord of the Rings animated movie? Yes, yes, same same guy. Yeah. He just keeps popping up. Uh, uh, I should watch Marvel stuff. <laughs> uh, he voiced uh, Francisco Pinzon in animated hero classics uh so just remember that animated hero classics and he voiced francisco pinzon in christopher columbus the tv miniseries (laughs) these are many these are maybe like a lot of the times for this segment you will say this guy hasn't done anything and then you'll say like 10 super huge roles i'm like oh damn he's that guy here you're like you, you warn me like hey i got a pretty long segment i got a lot of stuff for this hold guy. on hold on i'm, I'm still i'm still going look you're telling me like the what worst. you're saying you get you, I, <laughs> who cares i know what sorry, you're saying sorry, sorry to i know what you're saying off. but i just think i just think it's funny that he voiced this this, this like semi shitty historical figure 
in two different things. You know, uh, uh, is, is it Rene Aubergeois, the uh, Odo from Deep Space Nine? Is that his uh, yes. name? Uh, he was in he was in a Bible cartoon. I watched that. That was fun. How was that? Yeah, it was, was okay. It, was, he sang. Uh, he is John the Baptist in animated stories from the New Testament. Uh, not Rene Aubergeois, Gregory Snegoff. Cool, cool. He is uh, Ray in the Fist of the North Star animated movie dub. Cool. That's a cool guy. I love Ray. Uh, Ray's awesome. He, he is in one episode uh, credited as Bellboy in one episode of your favorite TV show, Cheers. Ugh. <laughs> That's a good ugh. He is oh. Inspector Dix in Around the World with Willie Fogg, uh, which on IMDb is listed, uh, is described as a furry version of Jules Verne's classics adventure story for British gentlemen's challenge to circumnavigate the world in 80 days. I just uh-huh. thought it was a funny description, a furry version of it. What if they were animals? That is slightly humorous. Uh, let's see. He is Spider-Man in Spider-Man Don't Hide Abuse. Oh, I've seen this. A 1990s like educational thing uh, uh, about, hey... Tell people if your dad is beating you. He's he's bad in that. Yeah, he's, that's a terrible Spider Man Spider Man voice. I've watched that that. I mean, not the whole thing. It's like a small little bit, but I I've seen it. It sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but you know, you know, it's it's not meant to be entertaining. All right, you're supposed to learn from that thing. Spider Man takes a very laid back approach to child abuse. In that yes, he he he's just kind of staring in from the window in the bit that I saw. <laughs> Someone should do something about this. Not me, though. I'm Spider-Man. I have to fight Dr. Octopus or whatever. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Gregory Snegoff. Uh, would, you, would, you, would you believe me if I told you he's credited as series staff writer on Robotech? Probably. Yeah, that's, that's how the production worked, from my understanding. Just kind of a yeah. bunch of dudes doing, doing some work. I'm surprised Masek never like, did any voice work for it. Oh, uh, maybe we don't. You know, maybe he's like a, a random announcer or something. Uh, one last thing for Gregory Snegov here. He's credited it as adapter for Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Oh, so, still so, doing work, huh? Yeah, still doing work. Wow. Uh, that's all I got. I'm sorry to disappoint you with with my Elijah and John the Baptist. I don't know. Just um. Weeks we, we look sorry to snake off. Just weak shit. Hey, I'm not snake off. You go tell him. <laughs> All right, snake off. Come on the show. I'll I'll insult your career. Uh, I, I guess mean, you know. I actually I actually do uh, like out of the voice performances in the show. I actually do like his quite a bit. So, uh, Chiron is is better than uh, than Camjin dub dub Camjin. Really? Yes, I wow. think so. Huh. Cool. I, I I'd be curious. To, I mean, he he like makes a choice with with how he he does them. Like real like cartoon character can't uh, Camjin for uh, he, he turns in a better performance than, than he does with Spider Man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's a fucking it's a low bar. Yeah, I, I I think like probably my three favorite voice actors for Robotech is like Min May, uh, Chiron, and, and then uh, a, a tough third. Maybe maybe Sammy is okay. Oh uh, no, I, I I like I like uh, Dub Shammy way better. 
Okay. Well, I, I haven't listened to to the dub, but just out like the characters I generally like. I think I think they're okay. I don't really like too many other. Oh no, no, wait. I, I sorry, I changed my mind. It's obviously Max. Max is obviously the Cam Clark. Yeah, Max duh. Is, is obviously yeah, the top yeah. three. Okay, that's a strong top three. I feel like right. Uh, yes, yes, that's a good top three. Uh, Min May really, uh, I think you know, sticks a landing on, on what she's doing. Uh, Cam Clark, you know, you can't beat that. Uh, what would be my third? Man, you you want to do Chiron? No, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do Chiron. No, he's not my not my cup of tea. Hmm. The main cast is just like not very strong. Aside from Mimi, I don't love Rick Hunter. I Lisa's very awkward. Foker's okay. Was okay. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, nah, I don't like to, I don't like Ben. Mm. <laughs> Sad I, episode for that. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> say. I'm gonna say, like that one bit in episode one for Captain Global where you said he sounded like. <laughs> What did you say he sounded like? Um, Zoidberg? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's just figuring out his character. What if he, he should have stayed a Zoidberg the whole time? That would have been very good. All right, Zoidberg, number three. Okay, um, let's let's talk about stands for a little bit. Standing ovation time. Let's let's get let's get through this. It's a pretty small one. Just one picture. Get in the document, everybody. We're gonna have a good time. All right, I'm documenting up in here. Yes. Um, Tell me. Audience, you better be looking at that picture, or else okay. you'll have Manny's words to describe him. I'm looking. I'm looking at that picture, and I can describe him as. Uh, I, I'm, uh, mm. <laughs> I can describe him as. Okay, yeah, so so he looks to be humanoid, which is not a given with these stands now. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got a head with with like antennae on it. His shoulders are like. What the hell are these shoulders? Yeah, they're big shoulder pads. Yeah, but he's got like big football player shoulder pads. Um, he's kind of crouching, so it's kind of hard to see like the full shape of him. But uh, he's he's got uh, like what do you call them? Like like those aliens in the X Files? Grays. He's got those kind of eyes. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say he looks just kind of bunny like. Totally, he's got the bunny ears and the bunny eyes. Uh, they look more like spikes than bunny ears, but yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen you've seen this thing more than me, so yeah. And then uh, of note is that he has a bunch of little arrows all around his. Uh, oh, those are arrows! I thought they yeah. were just like latches or, or like belt things. They're kind of both. They're kind of like arrow latches, and so they they kind of point both ways. And so this guy is uh, related to this episode in in the sort of a uh, half decent way. Let's wager. What do you think this guy does? All right. So his name is Twentieth Century Boy. Uh it's a T Rex song, and he does look like he has antennae. Does he like jam signals? No, no, no. Think, think, think closer. Like what's happening in this in this episode? There's no signal jamming in this episode, as far as I know. Uh, there's, there's like total, there's like that's what ECM means. Electronic. Well, I mean, as far as I know, it means electronic countermeasures. Oh, that, that happens. That episode. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh. Is there something they say before the fight starts? I was. I don't. That's just like nonsense words to me. Uh, yes. Like they talked about it a bunch. Uh, it's how they were able to sneak up. 
like the, the the fleet of big ships was able to sneak up on uh, okay. Macross. Yeah, that that stuff is all just like yeah, yeah. It just stuff. goes in one ear and out the other. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not not this. It's something. Something. Let me rephrase. Something important that happens this episode. Uh, is it morning? <laughs> or or does that not happen in this episode? <laughs> it it is not it is not a morning ability. Although I I do like that your where your head is at. Uh, do, you, um, do you have one one more guess? One more guess is it a giant fucking explosion that destroys the city? Okay, uh, unfortunately not. So this is a 20th century boy. I'll, I'll read you the page quote on the JoJo Wiki. Once you've taken your defensive stance, no one in this world is capable of defeating you. And so this stand, basically, what it does uh, when you kneel on the ground, you're impervious to all damage. That's your shield. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yep. That's like the name of the episode, at least the Macross episode. Yeah, well the she the shield episode or the shield part of it, they because they have a full body shield. So that's it. And that and um that's literally all it does. Uh I mean, you know, if if you're if you're working with somebody else, this this could be handy. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he, you're right. He did off oh, good. You got a rocky brain. He does indeed kind of work with someone else. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for my yes. gold star sticker. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, like he's, you know, if he's not kneeling, it doesn't work. It's also, I should say, it's a, it's like a suit stands. Like he's he's inside of it. Which oh, make is is that like I kind of see like a chin jutting out there or something? Uh, might be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That that is that is a chin. I noticed that myself. But yes, that's correct. And so when he's kneeling like that, it might actually be a hat. It's hard to hard to see. Um, like a half hat, half helmet. Uh, yeah, when when he goes down like that, he kind of like redirects energy around him, just like the Macross's big regal shield. Uh, pretty nice. lame, <laughs> pretty pretty lame. Uh, he, yeah, uh, yeah. What I think, think we're done with this thing. <laughs> we don't need to talk more about this guy. All right. Well, I mean, do you like him? What's up? Uh, I mean, he's fine. I don't know. He blocks. I could block. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I mean, it could, it could it could like block like things you wouldn't expect to block, like drowning. Like you could just like do that underwater. Is that like? Do you mean like swimming? Is that no? Well, no. It's like if you're if you're about to drown, you just you you do the pose and you're good. And and you're uh like you just breathe underwater. What's yeah yeah or yeah or you don't need to breathe underwater. I guess. Uh, Would you need to eat afterwards? Like what? What do you like? No, all damage, including damage you to get from starvation. Yeah, like like you ran out of those little drumsticks in Minecraft or something. Nope. Yeah, you just crouch down. You're good. Okay. Yeah. What, what would you do this? Use this power for in real life? Uh, I. You know, I would be. Uh, you know, now that you mention it, I, I would be like a, like a, one of those guys that like, uh, salvages a wreckage, like a shipwreck. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, give me all the Spanish gold. You, you don't have to be like have someone really reliable to get you out though, or else you're just kind of like flown down there. Um, oh, you can't like, oh no, because you have to crouch. You can't yeah. walk, right? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't just like walk around like that. You just gotta hope someone. Can you, gets can you like, like, can you like walk crouched, like in video games? I think like maybe very while slowly. holding the pose. It, no, you, you have to remain immobile while doing it specifically. Uh, well, you know what? You know, uh, give give me a job as a, a test pilot in in like drones or whatever. 
I'll survive that. <laughs> and do you like that idea? Because it would mean like a bunch of people would die because of like you letting the most horrible safety, um, like cars and drones getting through like with an A plus. I was like, I don't know. This this we tested <laughs> on Manny, like it, he was fine. <laughs> we had like forty five people die in like the first day of using this thing. What what's going on here? That's what happened with those Teslas. They just got a bunch of uh, guys using the stand power in the in their testing. <laughs> and then and then they get out in the public and death. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, um, fuck Teslas. So right. yeah. We we can uh, we can go on now. It's fine. Mac Ross, huh? Mac Cross. Yep. I'll read your summary. This uh, is episode nineteen, burst point. Oh, any anything you want to say before I started with your us? Uh, I have I have uh, something that's bugging me. Yeah, but uh, it is it, it it is about the next time on on the Robotech episode. So okay. not the, not the time. It's not the time. Okay, I don't know if I watched that, uh, but I'll, I'll let you tell me about it. I, I think I maybe saw half of it. A little familiar. Anyway, uh, episode nineteen burst point. Gosh darn it! Why doesn't anyone want this absolute embarrassment of civilians that Macross has on board? Oh, hey, Fokker died last episode. Remember that? Sad stuff. After a sweet Fokker memorial montage, we get some not-at-all-forced exposition from Makaru and Misa about the all-new omnidirectional barrier, and it's so good, they named the episode after it. Also, Claudia's having a big sad time, but don't worry about it. It won't come up again. Man, everyone is having a rough time. Even Minmay collapses from exhaustion. Oh, hey, Ontario is down to clown with the civilians. What a good place. Uh, specifically, don't mention this, but the uh, the new like autocracy, uh, the independent autocracy of Ontario, which is, I guess, the Ontario Autonomous Zone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everyone thought it was going to be Quebec. Everyone thought Quebec was going to be the one. And all this time, Ontario, you know, sharpening its claws. I thought that was really funny. Uh what a good place. I wish them nothing but the best. Also invited to Ontario are Camogen and his fleet and Michael and Amelia. Looks like we have ourselves a good old-fashioned hoedown. Hikaru and the boys are about to dig into some hot stakes when the Camogen alarm goes off and poor Kakazaki mourns his unfinished sirloin. Uh, that alarm is really fucked up because it's like a code code name alarm? Yes, yes. I pointed... I. That's in my notes. Yeah, that, that that's really cool. Not something that shows up in Robotech. Nope. Yeah. Uh, poor Kakazaki mourns his unfinished sirloin. Don't worry, big man. You'll finish it as soon as you get back. The battle sure is crossing over this random Ontario city, maybe Toronto, when the big boys and Tronti ship arrives with their giant lasers. Oh, hey, look at that. The omnidirectional barrier did its job. But wait, Kimjin has a brilliant idea. He's going to shoot more lasers, and that'll show him. Oh, it actually worked. The barrier is overloading so hard that it just explodes, taking the city, the Zentradi fleet, and more importantly, Kakazaki along with it. Oops. Weekly reminder that Kaifun sucks and the Blue Wing Gang exists. Uh, good little scene with them, though. Yeah. As always, uh, the episode ends with the Macross floating slowly over the destroyed city. Big sad. Uh, what do you think? Did I cover everything? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Not, not a lot to, to cover this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, dry. I, I 
sad, sadly, the Ontario stuff does not appear to to go over into Robotech, or else they would have loved someone to like make a a comic about the history of Ontario <laughs> and, and the Ontarian Rebellion. Like they do say Ontario, right? Yeah, no, it, it's all Ontario. Yeah. They call it the Ontario uh, Quadrant. Okay, so it, it does not have the. It's uh, not autonomous. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily autonomous. It could be still just. You know, Quadrant does not really have that association with it. Uh, yeah. well, you can thank, read you, thank you for reading my summary. Yeah. Uh, I will now read your summary in, very in, in, in your stead. Appreciate uh, it. Ep- uh, your summary for episode 19, Bursting Point. Bursting. Not Burst mm. Point. Uh, let's see here. It says, it says on your summary, Hothead Henry is living up to his name. Flying the Macross like 15 feet directly above the city. He's like all up on that. <laughs> it's very good. It's a great moment. Uh, a bunch of army guys are like, hey, hey, stop it. And Henry says, no, nah, fuck you. Let me put civilians down. And the army guys are like, no. Oh. Uh, meanwhile, everyone is hanging out on the cool Macross indoor patio thinking about Foker and listening to some abysmal Minmay tunes. <laughs> they suck. Uh, I, I couldn't even like make out what she was saying. It was just like, it was just like blurred into the background for me. Yeah, they they even have less of it in Robotech. Like, there's a whole bit where it's just like showing off the song in mm-hmm. Macross. And here, it just does not have that. They're like, fuck no, it. We don't, no we don't need that. We don't need that. Uh, Rick and Lisa talk about how cool the new shield is for a bit. It covers everything now. Uh, perhaps suffering from the psychic damage of listening to her own music, Minmay collapses. This causes a bit of a media circus, which Kyle, we, <laughs> we used to soapbox how much this war sucks. Also, Blue Wind uh, is in that scene. Cool guys, those Blue Winders. I, I, I really wish yeah. there, was, there was like five minutes of, of Blue Wind gang in every episode, not That'd 30 seconds. That would be so good. That would be such, yeah, a, right? such a good show. <laughs> Anyways, good news. The Ontario Quadrant has decided to accept all these refugees. It's only good news from here, boyos. I put a little Star Trek joke in there. Where I, I crossed out Alpha and Beta. Yes, for, for and, and, and Delta and Gamma. <laughs> All right, those are the quadrants. You, yeah. Did you know those, or did I, did I educate you? No, I, I did. I watched Voyager. Uh, all right, where's the Gamma Quadrant from, then? I don't know. That's DS9. That's where the wormhole leads to. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, back on the Centrati ship, Chiron is up to his classic shit, and Azonia, in the language of 2013... Just can't even with him anymore. Uh, does she cut him off or does he hang up? It looks like he hangs up, right? I think so. He does. There's a funny little thing with uh, you know the classic Tomino uh, like face cam distortion. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the video screen. That's all. That's funny here. It's good I stuff, think, yeah, yeah. I think it's a I'll, hanging out. I was going to send you a screen cap of that, but I was confident that you caught it too. Uh, she asked Milia for assistance, reining him in, but Miria. Did you did you write Milia once and then Miria the next time? Yeah, I did. All right. Look, it's the same. It's the same in Japanese. Okay. You're trying to get me. You're trying to get me here. <laughs> but Miria has uh, either been warrior modded, moded, moded. Yeah, moded. Uh, I don't know. I said mod. Has either been warrior moded or wife moded. But she just wants to go down and be a Michelone spy, though. She, so she can see what's up with this Max guy. Like, can she get some of those glasses? Those sweet glasses. <laughs> Uh, just when they reach the Ontario Quadrant, Chiron attacks with like a billion ships. Rick, 
Max, and Ben, whose medium rare stake he leaves behind mirrors his own well done future. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good line. That's a good line. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's better than my whatever I said, sirloin, whatever I did. Uh, go off to intercept. I should I should restart that line, but no, I'm just going to leave it as is. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, it turns out the new shield works pretty well right up until it blows up, destroying some Ontarian city as well as poor Ben Dixon. Uh, and and the sh- and the the Zentrati fleet. Yeah, and the Zentrati fleet. Those guys. Yeah. Those guys. Imagining all those poor Ontarianese people. Is is that it? Is that Ontarianese? <laughs> Surely not. Uh, I would think it'd just be Ontarians. <laughs> but but I'm just you know imagine all those poor Ontarianese people who could have perished like Will Arnett, the Power Rangers SPD Red Ranger guy, Dan Aykroyd, Rick Moranis, and even the voice actor for that great haired guy from Beyblade. Did you just look this up? <laughs> yeah. Did you just Google voice actors from Ontario? No, actors from Ontario. Yeah, yeah, famous people from Ontario. And I was like, oh, these are the guys I know. Anybody else? Anybody else that you left out? Were there I problematic mean, people? No, not that I. I mean, maybe, but not that I recognize. Those are all the guys I recognize. Uh, we honor any of these unconfirmed tragic losses. God, can you imagine they kill the Power Rangers SPD Red Ranger guy? Oh no, not that guy! It kind of it kind of sounds like I'm saying that the Power Rangers SPD Red, Red Ranger guy is Dan Aykroyd, which is pretty funny. <laughs> God, can you that imagine? would be good. <laughs> uh, we need to get that guy that that does like uh, that does Leslie Nielsen and stuff as a Power Ranger as, uh, as a as putting in Dan Aykroyd as a Power Ranger SPD. Oh, that'd be good. Good summary. Good summary. Yeah, uh, well, I guess I guess we both left out afterwards. Ontario calls up the the, the ship, and they're like, "Yo, we're it's, not it's taking." A given. It's a yeah. given. Yeah, and it, I forget if they do it in Robotech, but at least in Macross, they're like, "Like, don't even answer the phone." Ch- we know Chandy. what it says. Yeah, yeah on, on Ontario leaving a bunch of messages, a lot of a lot of frowny emojis coming through. Uh, some crying emojis. I I would be like, listen, there's. There's like a whole like destroyed city for all these refugees living now. Look, yeah, they're, like, they're, like, we know they build cities real quick, right? Yeah, they'll they, be they fine. They build a city there. in a ship. Yeah, they're okay. Just just land. Just, um, new Ontario, let's go, or new yeah. Toronto. This this uh, this was not much of an episode. Not a lot of stuff happens. Our summaries are pretty short this time. Yep. Uh, ben Dixon eats it. Uh, I had already forgotten about that. Yes, you like I just um, read it out loud, like maybe three minutes ago, and I've already forgotten it. You nearly predicted the exact episode you die. You thought he would die on episode twenty, so you're just one off. That's really impressive. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, ben Dixon Kakizaki uh, was marked for death the moment I saw. Him. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think you just had known already that the Fokker was, was going to die, right? Uh, what did I say? I said no? No, I think I think you knew beforehand that the Fokker was going to die. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if I knew when we first started started this this project, this podcast, this collaboration. Yeah. But, but at some point between uh, before him dying, but after we started, I, I learned. Yeah, I mean, did you uh, did, did you like it? Uh, it's fine. It's, it's, it's an episode. I, I would say I liked the previous episode much more. No, I, I thought we were both pretty down on the last one. I think this yeah, one. Yeah. And I think, better. I think I liked it, uh, more than this really. 
I think this has a few things going on for it, uh, aside from from Ben Dixon's death. Uh, I don't, I don't love the. Uh, I think the Milia stuff is weird, but I guess it'll like we, you know. Uh, yeah, like uh, I feel like that's something they had to fit in here just for what's going to happen next. Right, right. Yeah, I'm curious to see how how that works out. Um, I, I Ben Ben Dixon doesn't really get a very meaningful death here. It, it is cool. I mean, like, were you shocked when he died? Like, what, what was like your base reaction when Sam melt away? From the explosion, uh, I was I was surprised that he didn't die. Uh, he didn't get shot down. Like he didn't he didn't die in actual combat. Right. He he got uh, friendly fired by his own yeah. guys. He, he got collateral damaged. Good good him disappearing into the laser void explosion void. Yeah. Uh, just him blurring up. That's pretty good. What what do you think happened to his steak? Do you think someone ate it? Uh, no, I, I think that the, the chef just like boxed it up and took it home to the kids. <laughs> what if, what if he like coated it in, and just like left it there as a memorial, this, the unfinished steak, everyone comes visits on the Macross. Well, well on the, on Robo, on Macross, that wouldn't have happened because you know, the chef didn't even know they were going out to sortie. Oh, that's right. He's like, Oh, that guy's coming back any moment now. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it warm for him. I mean, to be fair, they they do say like like oh wait that's code for a sortie so maybe the chef heard him. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe they're like resentful of of how much how how secret they have to keep how badly they're losing. Yeah. So maybe they just kind of like let it out whenever they can. Yeah, I do. I, I do think like more. You know, Kakazaki's death is whatever, but I do think the ending is a pretty decent emotional beat where Misa's like. Hey, at least like all the people on the the Macross are, are okay. Um, I, I do think that like hits in the, like kind of tragedy way because like like the the big thing here is like they they really did just blow up a whole fucking city and it's like their yes. fault. Like you know? you, we we see the buildings being disintegrated. Yeah, so, like, and and we know those buildings are full of people. Yeah, so it's like like kind of kind of a wild thing to happen. Um, like in in the show so far, like they haven't had to deal with that sort of. Exact um, fallout of like m- murdering all those people was it's really was their it, fault too. Yes, yes, it is. It is one hundred percent their fault. They were they were on top of the city when they when they used this pretty much untested technology, right? Yeah, right. They had no uh, idea. Am I misremembering it that Lisa also added in that that like oh you saved all these people and like they'll never know the sacrifice <laughs> that that you made, right? I feel like Misa didn't say that. Yeah, I think she, she just said, "Oh, you saved all these people. Good job." I think Robotech kind of smooths it out a little bit. Yeah, uh, it gets gets rid of a little bit of the um, ingenuity. Are, are, are you are you saying that the Misa that what I said that Misa didn't say that that at least everyone's okay in in Macross? Uh, yes. Okay, I need to fuck. Uh, I hope like, that's all uh, right. I, I think they both said like. Uh, Good job, you saved everyone. Everyone's uh, okay on the Macross. Uh, but right. then Lisa said, "Oh, and they'll never know what you did for them." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that, that sounds right. I because I, I, I swear I heard that first bit in Macross. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think the the Macross bit. It's supposed to be the sort of like uh, I don't know if it's exactly dramatic irony, but it, it's supposed to like leave you thinking. Like, was it really worth it? Like this seemed like kind of an unforced error, right? Like this is something that like you didn't. You know, obviously, it's a good thing to try to get these refugees down, but like by like the nature of of choice in a military, you didn't have to be here 
and, and like he didn't have to use this technology. Like not that they were like bad decisions, but you know, in terms of like taking responsibility, this is something that like wasn't forced upon them to to kill this all. So like them saying like, well, at least like these people aren't dead. Like right, like moments after it happens, like while the city is still smoldering, mm-hmm. uh, feels you know like like taking copium, but in a very sad way. Um, I, I, I think that that's good. I don't really think they're gonna, you know, I don't think they're gonna have a Dan Aykroyd memorial <laughs> next episode. No, they're not. I, I don't even think we'll, we'll be here next episode. Like the Macross will have already moved on somewhere else. For for a moment, I thought you were like, oh man, we're Mindy's quitting the podcast next episode. We're done. <laughs> we're not even finishing fucking Macross. It's over. Um, yeah. Let's let's see. Uh, go through my stuff here. Uh, beta Beta Bruno finally kind of has an alpha moment in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's just screaming. Yeah, shout out to him. He's he's good. Um, about equal with with Henry, I, I'd say there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're both they're both. Uh, I I think, uh, I think maybe, uh, Bruno is getting a little bit louder. Hmm. Wait, wait which one's Bruno again? I can't remember. Uh, Robotech, Bruno. Robotech guy is getting louder. Hot, yeah, Henry, hothead Henry. Hothead Henry, there you go. Yes. I knew that. Um, uh, it's a pretty good song in Macross that shows up. It's a new song, I think, the Shanghai oh, one. Oh, was it a new song? I wasn't I sure so. because, you know, I, 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 you know what? I'm going to admit you were right last time you chewed me out for listening to the Robotech soundtrack. <laughs> See? Because now I don't know which songs are new and which ones are not. Uh-huh. Get, you're, you're, you're fucking it up. The audience uh, forgives you, though. Uh, thank you, audience. Thank you. Uh, uh, what's what's a random name? Thank you, Albert. Jeffrey? Albert. Okay. Thanks, Albert. I hope Wesker. one day an Albert's Albert. <laughs> I don't think an Albert Wesker is going to listen to this. <laughs> Albert Wesker, come on the podcast. We'll talk about dubbing performances. I bet he's done some cool stuff. Uh, Resident Evil, Albert Wesker guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's done a lot of Wesker. I'll tell you that in a lot of in a lot of games. Um, I, 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 have, I have like two more notes. Uh, kill kill them all is oh uh, that is that is my my one note for Macross. <laughs> kill them all. Uh, they they oh. smooth it out in 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 the Macross dub. Kill them all is like his call sign or something. Yeah, uh, or maybe the name of his little battle pod thing. Yeah, I think I think it's like his 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 call sign, uh, which is a really bad call sign for the leader to have. Yes, in, in the Macross dub, they they changed it to massacre, massacre to gravel or whatever the the sec, the second command guy is. Yeah, I mean, you know, with translation, I bet those are pretty similar. Um, yeah, yeah, just translation choices. Uh, uh, that being said, would not want... is just a fucking edge lord name. Get out of here with that, Captain. <laughs> Kill, kill them all, Cremogen. Like, kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit, though, I guess. None of that rolls off the tongue. You struggle to say <laughs> it. I'm a struggler. I had, I had to go to speech therapy. It's hard for me. All right. All right. Uh, what else you got? I I thought Minmay in Robotech pretending to be sleepy when she, I forget if we say it, so she's like overworked from uh, exhaustion. Uh, this, and we, we got a hint of that last episode, right? From when she passed out on. on... On Hikaru's bed, yes, yes. Um, and, and so she, uh, she's like still having a rough time. She like falls asleep. Um, uh, Kyle slash um, I think, uh, Kai, yeah, Kai, 
Kaifun uh, shows like a lot of like genuine concern for her, which I think I think is real. Like that's been his really only good character relationship so far. Uh, is that like he's like legitimately quite concerned for Minmay when she falls down, mm-hmm. um, like screaming like, "Hey, wake up! Like, are you okay?" Uh, although he's you know not not as concerned uh, when the the media circus gets there, which is I guess makes sense. She was just tired, she just like fell fell asleep. But um, yeah, like at that point, he already knows that it's just exhaustion. So you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think like do you think it's? Uh, I mean, like, I, I guess it's just hard to know. Like with the war politics in the show, with him being kind of a, a weird, annoying stand-in for mm-hmm. where where most people lie. Um, but like they do do a big fucking crazy war crime in this episode, so <laughs> he does have. Uh, and and there's life. rumors about it in the city, right? So. Yeah. So like you know, for all the for all the propaganda and suppression going on, people are still are finding out what's going on. Right. Uh, I, I did just say in Robotech, Minmay is doing a very bad job of sounding sleepy, the, the voice actress there. Hey, man, it's hard to sound sleepy unless you're sleepy. That, that's what acting is. It's It's hard to pretend to be things you're not, but I got to hold you up to those standards because I, I usually think she's pretty good. Just here, she's <laughs> like, oh, man, I'm so sleepy. <laughs> I think that was maybe better than her performance. Oh, oh wow! Okay, all right. I think that was a rough, rough ghost thing. I am, oh, I'm so sleepy. A lot more like that. Uh, Audience, you'll you'll hear her now, so you can compare. Oh, it's nothing, Kyle. I need some rest. That's all. Oh. Minmay, uh, Minmay. Oh my. Oh, well, so now that now that you're talking about that, do you think uh, anybody else out there noticed the the uh, quick to hang up Rick as opposed to hesitating Hikaru? Uh, no, actually, I mean, I don't think either of us talked about that scene. Uh, could you lay it down real quick for us? Uh, okay, so, so uh, Hikaru and Rick are, are kind of just sitting in like a waiting room, just taking in what just happened, like the explosion, the exploded city, Kakizaki's death. And then, you know, just all of a sudden, Minmei rings up. She's like, hey, Rick, uh, you know, I passed out. you mind visiting me? You know, teehee. I'm just, I'm just tired. You know, it's not, it's all good. How about a little visit? And uh, Hikaru Rick, they, 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 uh, they are not in the mindset for this right now. They've got a lot going on. Uh, his, his brother senpai died. His, his, uh, one of his team members died. A yeah, whole fucking even, city exploded. Not, even when not your right second, now. even when your least favorite friend dies, it's still rough. You know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Min May is just going on about, hey, you know, why don't you pay me a visit? What's going on? And, and wordlessly, Hikaru just makes to hang up the phone. You know, it's one of those, you know, receivers and, and you got to hang it up. And and he's going to put it down to end the call and he kind of hesitates and then puts it down. Right. And only, and as you said, only Hikaru hesitates. Yes. Rick, he just goes to put that phone down like black. <laughs> he slams it. Yeah. Uh, which I, I did not notice, but it's very. It actually, you showed me the clip, and I, I didn't get it the first few times until uh, you, you pointed it out. But it is, it is very funny that they they take out the hesitation. Rick does, doesn't care. He's not in the mood for babes. Not for sleepy babes, anyway. Yeah. Um. Let's what see. Else? What uh, else? Yeah, a lot. A lot of the uh, like. It's. It, I think that scene between. Um. 
on the patio between uh, Rick and, and Lisa is that was that was the next thing I was going to bring up here. Yeah, in that there's slightly less doom speak in the Robotech. Yeah, uh, scene um, where where in in Macross, like they they pretty much just out, outright say this is a losing battle and and it's only a matter of time until we all die. Yeah, and and they don't go quite that far in Robotech. Yep. Um, yeah, just kind of, kind of like evening it out a bit, uh, in, in ways that are lame, but not especially interesting or important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, a neat thing to point out, but that. Yeah. Did, um, I, I think, uh, there, there was one like very different conversation, uh, that was between, uh, Miria and some randoms and Trotty lady. Um, so that the whole, whole conversation is different. When they're bringing uh, my like little, little tiny baby my clone Miria yeah. to the the ship, um, in the original Macross, the whole conversation is about um, like, hey, like without you, uh, your your commander is not really trying to rein in Chiron anymore, uh, or I guess Camogen in this case. And, and Amelia's like, yeah, you know, she's just kind of gonna give up, and they're like, is that wise? Like I don't know, you know. Let's let's just focus on the mission. Yeah, let's, uh, I'm and just Ro- doing my thing over here, spying. Yeah, at Robotech they talk about some other thing. It doesn't matter. Uh, she sounds a little bit more uh, resentful in Robotech, I think. Yeah, I think. Well, I just think about the whole the whole conversation is different. I think. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's totally different. I, I think it still involves uh, Chiron Kamjin a little bit. Yeah, it's not about blaming the commander yeah. uh, mm-hmm. specifically. I don't think she she pops into it. It's it's loose pickings this episode, folks. Okay, yeah, we don't got... like, like what else do I got here? I have uh, Misa uh, when when Hikaru first launches, uh, uh, you know, to take out to take on these uh, Zentradi, uh, he uh, Hikaru kind of whines a little bit about like, oh, uh, what what if we don't take these guys down? And she chews him out like by saying, oh, Fokker wouldn't have, would whine like this. And Rick also whines a little bit, but Lisa doesn't bring up Fokker or anything like that. She just says, "Yo, you got this. We're all counting on you, buddy." Yeah, you know that's that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with this episode. I I, I did I did look at that that scene as part of my journalistic integrity. Uh, basically, the conversation and they don't blame the commander now in her decisions. They, they just yeah talk talk shit about Chiron basically. Yeah, that's it. Okay, uh, so a little less interesting uh, as per usual with with Robotech. Uh, changes there. Taking out the bones here. <laughs> we, yeah, um, we, we 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 can just say we're good. I think I think I think we've we've covered all all the important bits. Do you have anything you really want to talk about? Just one last thing I want to mention is the barrier team in, in Robotech. <laughs> like they just blow up. Like audibly, that you hear them blowing up, and you don't hear that in in Macross. You hear them say, "Oh, evacuate," and then that's all you hear. <laughs> in in Robotech, like you hear, "Evacuate, get out of," and then blow explosion. Damn. Rest in peace. Heroes. Well, yep. well, I mean, they, they did kind of blow up Ontario, but heroes other than that. Uh, do you have the Robotech episode open right now? I do. Uh, can you can you uh, listen to the preview for the next episode and confirm that they named name checked the next episode also Bursting Point? Let me see here. Stay tuned for Bursting Point, the next exciting chapter in the amazing story <laughs> of Robotech. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, okay. All right, just making <laughs> wow. sure. Fuck, they 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 fucked up. 
Damn, yeah. Wow. I can't believe we got we got two bursting points in a row. Shit's <laughs> bursting so much, it's double bursting. Oof. Good catch. I don't want to be around there when it happens. Uh, look, some if you're using the right tools, you know, if you're if you're able to handle double bursting in a controlled environment, I'll I'll I'll, I'll hail to you. Okay. You do what seems right with your body. Uh, was, do, do you know what the, the name actually is of the next uh, episode? I think Paradise Lost. Okay, that's the same as, as Macross. Okay, yeah. And then we're and that's right, audience. We're going to be reading the entirety of Paradise Lost for next Let's episode go. and I'm discussing just... it along and comparing and contrasting it with. No, that, that'd be silly. Um, yeah. Any any, any other just parts about this episode that that you want to talk about? Is like not not difference wise, but. Um, you know, like like characters. Uh, or the only thing I, I want to mention that I I just want to point out for us to keep yeah. an eye on it is the Blue Wind team kind of changing their tune on on this whole. Uh, the only reason the the reason for living is is battle is war. Yeah, yeah. One of them goes like I think I think Conda. Um, yeah. Says like hey, you know what? Like when they're they're listening to our to Kaifun talk. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? What he's saying? Like I actually kind of. I, I understand it and everyone and i do really think it's cute it's like one of them says like actually i kind of see what he's, he he means and the, rest and they, of them, like, the other two agree yeah 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 which which is great i love those three guys it's they're they're given so little but they have such an impact in our hearts uh the only thing i'd want to know is how long they've been on the on the sdf1 right now how long they've been on the macross do you think it's more than a month I mean if we're robotech wise it's going to be like they'll say three years or two months like, like the they, they they would have like whole careers at this point, right? They might even have families at this point. <laughs> they're they're like the disco masters. Oh man! Do you think they they fooled their way into working at the disco for real? I I I think they just live like in the attic of the disco. Yeah, like just hiding up there, yeah. thinking, the like disco. like leftover food from wherever. <laughs> so they they've learned to eat those fake lard versions of food that are in the shop windows. Uh, like there's just like an uh like an epidemic of broken shop windows <laughs> and every single store is like oh you poor three guys come on in <laughs> i always get them oh. anyway that's the episode i think uh sad sad that all those people died but whatever um ex- excited to get to the hey. next one on the on the 20th episode nearly wow that's that's uh that's 20. I don't know. I got nothing. That's yeah. a lot of episodes. It is. It's uh, one. We still have a, a lot more left. We'll be a 20th episode, boys, tomorrow. Not like like our little Stan fella. And we'll be impervious to any criticism that we receive. Um, and I have an announcements for next episode. We're going to be, guess what? We're not going to be reading a comic. Does that make you happy, Manny? What? You We're already be reading two comics. Ah. Oh. Uh, but but relax. Uh, it, it's going to be actually a pretty small workload. That's why I combined them. Uh, so we are going to be reading. Um, so so there's a, a comic called Robotech Annual that is made up of three stories. We're only going to be reading the first story called The First Person, which is uh, takes place around this this era. It is uh, going to be uh, this story follows an agent attempting to find his Entrati spy on the SDF one. And so uh, the title being a reference to the final line of the comic, as well as a play on the first-person perspective of the comic strip. 
Okay. That sounds uh, interesting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is uh, Robotech Little White Dragon. So this is a backup story uh, from a, uh, so it's like, like at the very end, there'll be like a, uh, like two or three pages of each issue, basically of uh, Robotech Love and War series. We're not going to be reading Love and War. We're just going to be reading the little bit at the end of each one of those. Um, and it basically it'll, it'll show scenes from the in universe film, little white dragon that uh, Min Mei and Kaifun are uh, acting in. Oh, wow. Wow. Scraping the bottom of the barrel for that comic, huh? <laughs> I mean, literally we are going to the bottom of that comics barrel <laughs> uh, as well in our, in our reading. Hi, editing Shane here from the future. It's terrible in the future, but that's only because it's also terrible in the present. Anyway, quick update. We are only going to be reading just the first half of the little white dragon stuff. I kind of believe in the next episode. It's a good stopping point. That's uh, just the, the first three are, are good. We'll read the next three next time. And also uh, just cause it wasn't clear. The first person thing is like, it's not an issue. It's like the first six pages of the only issue which is Robotech Annual. Thank you. All right. Well, audience, uh, you can choose to read those or not. It's up to you. Well, I'll tell you next episode we cover them if we think they're worth watching. But as always, you know, I think Macro's worth worth watching. Um, I I do want to say, like, as for the format of the show, it's a little harder to discuss them episode by episode like this. Um, so, like, like you know, a TV show, you're not going to have a lot to discuss every single episode here. Um if we're covering it this way and especially when Robotech is not doing anything fucking on, on their side either. So, uh, with that being said, I, I'm still having a pretty good time with, with Minecraft. Yes, I think it's yes. a great show. Uh, I, I think for now, like on the comparing con- contrast, uh, track we're on, we're, we're going to have to coast for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, but I, you know, I do know what's in store and I think there's, there's big changes ahead, right? Yes. Yeah. There, there's going to be some cool shit there. Um, and I mean, like we're, you know, we're, we're getting up to the end game of Macross. There's like not too many episodes there. Like we're, we're over halfway through. Oh, all right. Let's go. Congrats to us, you and me. Yeah. How many of the 36 Macross episodes? Oh, that sounds about right. So, you know, we've only got like 17 episodes left. We'll be all right. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you know, I'm just saying, yeah, 36 episodes. Yeah. We're, we're like over, over halfway. So like, we're going to get into the end game stuff, uh, relatively soon. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think, uh, we're going to like have some, uh, uh, not, not necessarily a Dan Aykroyd memorial, but we're going to have a little bit of, of stuff about, um, like, Hey, you just blew up a fucking city. How do you handle that? Uh, and I do think the stuff with like the refugee crisis is, is interesting uh, in this episode. Like just not a lot of it. Uh, it is really just mostly in the beginning where, um, he has like the argument. I, I do think so. One, one of the things we didn't touch on real quick before we finish is, uh, I do like the bit where, um, like the friction between the high command and the, the, the Macross there, where like both, um, Captain Global arguing against them. And, and then towards the end, when all, all the battle stuff is happening, Shame is like, Hey, do you think, like, why isn't high command coming? Like, do you think they're purposely choosing to, to leave us alone because like we're talking shit about their orders? And, and the you know, global responds like, no, I don't think that's the reason, but, but it is interesting there to, to have that friction. Yeah, uh, I think that, that that's cool. I think this is the, some of the best stuff of the episode. Uh, and you know, it's a shame that was like thirty seconds of the episode. Yeah, yeah, all, all the best stuff is thirty seconds of the episode. But it only got twenty four minutes, and you know what? Um, 
listen, listen, Manny, I, I was watching a show called Classic Doctor Who, and let me tell you, that is a show that does not know what to do with twenty four minutes of television. <laughs> not not a lot, like not not a huge amount of stuff happened in this particular episode for for our purposes, but in comparison to an episode of Doctor Who, oh my god, it's night and day. There, there's literally like two full episodes that that we watched um, that were just like climbing a rock wall. That was it. Oh, you know, climbing a rock wall can be fun. No, yeah, not this time. It's maybe both. watching somebody climb a rock wall, not not as fun. It, it was basically a whole scene that was like, uh, one guy was at the edge of like a Tomb Raider jump where like had to like do like a little jump from one end to another with a rope around, mm-hmm. and they did it very slowly, like four times. And then the fifth guy was like, "I'm really scared of jumping," and then he jumps and he falls. <laughs> and that's is, like, is he okay? Is he okay? No, no, he dies. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, there's like 30 minutes of build up to that death. I'm pouring um, out. Yeah. It, and like the scenes before that was like, oh, there's going to be a, a huge war when they get to the city. But then most of the episode is them getting to the city by going through like rock tunnels. It's dreadful. Well, I mean, you're, you're choosing to watch it. So you're putting yourself through this. Surely it'll get good eventually. I mean, I've seen the part where it gets good is maybe the sad part where I watched the first few seasons of, of new doctor who, where it's good stuff. Um, so maybe <laughs> I've already having skipped ahead there, but maybe the classic stuff gets good too. Like when Douglas Adams starts doing scripts uh, and that, I wish you good luck. That's all I can tell you. Okay. And uh, good, good luck to you too, audience. Uh, any, any final words to the audience enemy? Uh, yes. Uh, I would also hang up on me and make uh, quick. <laughs> I, I mean, just, just like out of trauma, you know, if if I had that much shit going on at the moment, uh, I'm, I, w- I would, just, I would not even take the call. Sorry, Min May. Yeah, that's like when you stubbed your toe and then you wouldn't talk to me for a week. Oh, There's man, too much. Stubbing your toe hurts, man. It does. I understand. All right, and my final words to you, audience, are: I hope you got some good Christmas gifts, um, and I hope you send the good ones to me as offerings. And uh, you know what? I, you know, this is a little bit awkward to say, but uh, ooh, ooh, I love you. You love me? Remember, Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collins.